بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من يأخذ من أمتي خمس خصال فيعمل بهن أو يعلم من يعمل بهن قال قلت أنا يا رسول الله قال فأخذ بيدي فعدهن فيها ثم قال اتق المحارم تكون أعبد الناس وارض بما قسم الله لك تكون أغنى الناس وأحسن إلى جارك تكون مؤمنة وأحب للناس ما تحب لنفسك تكون مسلمة ولا تكسر الضحك فإن كثرة الضحك تميت القلب أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected elders and brothers, mothers and sisters and students السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته a few weeks ago, I had mentioned a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, the one which I just uh, mentioned in front of you. And we went over one aspect of it. This was the hadith of Abu Hurairah wherein the Prophet ﷺ took hold of his hand, as you remember, and um, taught him five things. After making this uh, announcement or declaration that who will learn five things from me and practice on it or teach it to someone who will, Practice on it. So we covered just the first point, which was nas. Leave that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made unlawful for you, and you will become from amongst those who are the most worshipped, the greatest worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than doing starts with not doing. Those things which are prohibited by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those must be left out. No matter how good a person does. And how much he does, but those few major sins that they commit, unfortunately deflate a lot of good that a person accumulates. So moving on to the second point, the Prophet ﷺ said, وَرْضَ بِمَا قَسَمَ اللَّهُ لَكْ تَكُنْ أَغْنَى النَّاسِ SubhanAllah. He said, become pleased and happy with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has distributed for you, has set aside for you, and you will become the wealthiest of people. So in this hadith, this second portion, the Prophet ﷺ is asking us, and asking Abu Hurairah anhu, and hence he passed it down to us, take hold of this beautiful advice, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set aside. So what does that tell us? Number one, that our risk most definitely has already been set aside. Qasama to distribute. Allah has already distributed your lot. You may hear sometimes in the khutbah, we, we read this hadith quite often, لَن تَمُوتَ نَفْسٌ حَتَّى تَسْتَكْمِلَ رِزْقَهَا أَجْمِلُوا فِي That, Work, beautify the way you ask and the way you seek your risk and sustenance. Do it in a nice way. But know very well that no nafs, no soul will be able to leave this world until and unless that soul has taken all that to the last drop of water, to the last grain of rice that has been written for that individual, for that soul. Until this soul doesn't grab that, take that, eat that, consume that, there's no way this soul is going to leave this world. The only way, you know, there are certain documents a person needs to present before they leave the country, before they board an airplane. If those documents are not present, it says you're not going anywhere, go back. So even if a person wants to leave this world, but if he or she has not completed the rizq that Allah has written for them, they're not going anywhere. You see near misses. Oh man, subhanAllah, that person almost got run over. He almost died from this disease. The doctors gave up on him completely. We hear this every day. Miraculous you know, cure and something that it's unexplainable how he made it back when he was from the throes of death. My brothers and sisters, there was a lot more food that was written for him. 
until he or she hasn't eaten that, he's not going anywhere. No matter how close he may be, it may seem that he's just shook hands with the angel of death. But he's not going to go anywhere until he or she has completely consumed and taken all that risk that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for that individual. The Prophet ﷺ in so many various hadith and narrations explained all of this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also addresses the Prophet ﷺ. And he says to his Nabi, and the purpose is to relay the message to us. O Muhammad ﷺ, I am not asking you to provide sustenance. I am not asking you to provide. Because you can't provide. It's not in your hands. We are the ones who will provide you. And indeed the end, the good end will be for those who have piety and God consciousness. Although it may seem today that the most unscrupulous people who use the most unscrupulous methods to earn money, to accumulate wealth, to supposedly hit it big, it seems that they've made it. They're doing real good for themselves. And sometimes an average person looks and he looks with, with, with genuine, you know, uh, with, 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 with awe and desire that I wish I had that lot. But if that person accumulated that wealth and that pop, that position, that power through un-Islamic ways and, and in ways that are not permitted by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's only so far that that person can run. There's only so long that that person can hide. Eventually at the time of death, it's all going to come to an end. It's going to come crashing. It's going to come crashing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, taqwa." The end result, the best result will be for the one who has taqwa. We have exams always going on in the school. Sometimes smaller quizzes, sometimes major exams. And you see, there are certain people who relax. The exam is tomorrow, they may find time to go eat out. They may find time to go play basketball. And another person sitting there in the corner, he's subhanAllah memorizing, reviewing, asking questions. Now you have these two examples right here. One person is relaxing completely even though he's got an exam right tomorrow. And another person who is working hard. And if the person who's working hard says, this is not fair. That person is running around enjoying and himself and playing and so forth. Why? What's wrong with me? Why am I sitting here in this corner studying for studying? While someone who is the same age as mine, in the same class, class as mine, is really having a fun time. We'll tell them, وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُجْتَهِبُ that the end result will be for the one who works hard. This is not going to last very long. 12 hours from now, in the exam hall, you will see you'll have a big smile on your face because what you studied is in the paper. And that person who will be sitting there scratching his, pulling his hair, because he could have been studying, but instead he found other things to do. And now, when he comes face to face with the exam, he has no idea how to go about answering that. This is a small example that happens every day in our life, but it's a sign of what is yet to come, the day of judgment. Where the people who thought that they are living the life. And subhanAllah, not only are they going to fall, but the people, the other people who envied them, they're also going to fall. That's why one of the many names of the Day of Judgment, from the 24 names approximately that are mentioned in the Qur'an, one of the names is Yawmut Taghabun. The day of mutual deception and mutual failing. Okay, Meaning that each one in today's dunya is saying, you're ahead of the game, or I'm ahead of the game. We're all thinking that X, Y, and Z is ahead of the game. They hit it. They hit the gold mine. They hit the gold pot. They're doing amazing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, tomorrow the day of judgment is going to be the real day. When the curtain's going to be raised, and everyone will realize who the real winners are and who the real losers are. 
And it's gonna be a shocker. There will be a lot of things that you won't expect. There will be a lot of things you won't expect. There will be individuals who thought they had it. But very soon they will realize, subhanAllah, that they're not even in the line. And there were others that we thought, that we say they're miskeen, they're bichara, the subhanAllah, yani they are, we should cry about for them. They're in such a pitiful state. But they will be the ones who are at the very ahead of the game, on sitting on the stage under the throne of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being addressed by Allah and he's saying, نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ We are not asking you to provide, we shall provide for you. But remember the end result, the good result is for those who lead a life of God consciousness. Don't worry if someone is ahead of you in the game. Don't worry if someone is able to move out of the apartment before you did. Moved out of the condo before you did. Moved out into a larger home than you did. Their children moved up the socioeconomics ladder quicker than your children did. Don't worry about that. As long as you know that you're leading a life of taqwa and God consciousness, inshaAllah ta'ala, you are winning the race. That's it. That's a key thing. No, have you taught your children to have taqwa? Have you yourself inculcated taqwa? That's a key question that we have to keep on asking ourselves. The Prophet ﷺ, he says, وَرْضَ بِمَا قَسَمَ اللَّهُ لَكَ Become happy. Become happy with whatever Allah has already cut out for you. And what's going to happen? تَكُنْ أَغْنَ النَّاسِ You will become the wealthiest of people, the richest of people. If you can simply inculcate the quality of what we call qana'ah, contentment. Contentment with what Allah has given. As one saying goes, Ya ibn Adam, O son of Adam, anta turid. You desire something. Wa ana urid, and I desire something. Illam. Yani this is attributed as a hadith al Qudsi, and it's mentioned in some, in some of the tafasir books. The meaning most definitely is correct, uh, although the narration may be weak. Uh, that, oh my servant, anta turid, you have a desire. And you have a plan for your life, a goal, some goals you've set out. And I've got some goals for you. I've got a plan for you as well. In If you submit to me in that which I am asking from you, I will give you also what you want. And if you do not submit to me in that which I am asking from you, then I will tire you in what you are trying to achieve. You know how we take a child, sometimes we play with children, and he says, here, 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 and we move it around. And the child's running after, no, I want it, I want it. It's in your hand, you can drop it, you can give it like that. But you want to play with a child, you want to play with a you know, monkey in the middle. Game. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will tire you round and round, eight to five, no, twelve to twelve, three shifts from this, 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 this. A, a, a really crazy life, the life of, of a hard-working donkey, who is, he tires himself so much. But at the end of the day, all he gets is one little amount of food. The food is the same. The food is exact same. It's not that all of a sudden it's got some super nutrients and fruits and, and you know, some sweets and desserts. It's the same oats. Runs around and at the end of the day, same oats. أَتْعَبْتُكَ فِي مَا تُرِيدُ I will tire you in what you're trying to get. وَلَا يَكُونُ إِلَّا مَا أُرِيدُ But at the end of the day, only that which I had already planned for you will take place. So it's a lose-lose situation. The win-win situation is when, Ya Allah, this is what you want from me, no problem. I will submit to you. You ask me not to lie in business. You ask me not to, uh, to commit fraud. You've asked me not to, uh, to cheat. You've asked me not to uh, backstab my partners, my clients. 
I'm going to lead a lifestyle that's upright, even though apparently I'm taking a loss. And everyone in my business is making more money than me because they are cheating and lying and being deceptive. It doesn't make a difference. I'm going to do what's right because I fear Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْعَاقِبَةُ taqwa. The end result, the best result, the one who wins at the end of all of this game is the one who led a life of God consciousness. Not the one who played all the tricks of the game. He may apparently seem to go forward, but he will lose horribly at the end. Like in a racing game, you have cars that are going seven laps, six laps, whatever the case may be. And the first five to six laps if a car is number one. But in the very last lap, a huge malfunction takes place. And the car hits another a car or hits the sides or some t- explosion takes place. Remaining first for six laps, rather even six and a half laps, has absolutely no bearing. In a matter of seconds, every single car that was behind him will beat him to the, to the line and he will be lucky if he came out even alive. Maybe seven out of seven or, or 15 out of 15 or regardless, be last. It, it, in a matter of seconds, right before the time of death, it's all over. What counts is what happens at the end of the race, not what happens in the 95% or 99% of the race. So a person may be rising high due to his deceptive methods and due to his cheating and lying, my friends, but most definitely he's going to fall real hard at the end. And that ending, that falling hard, you and I might not even see it. He may be so-called this peaceful death, as they say, in sleep. It doesn't have to be that he gets hanged. No, it might be a so-called peaceful death, but how, how do you and I know how peaceful it is? How do you and I know what it feels like when the soul is being pulled out by the angels of death at the time of his sleep? And what happens after that in the grave? You and I are not watching that. If a person accumulates these things out of greed and out of haram ways, then most definitely there'll be a price that they have to pay unless and until they seek forgiveness from Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives them. So what is it? وَرْضَ بِمَا قَسَّمَ اللَّهُ لَكَ My friends, Become happy and pleased with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already set aside for you. Takun nas. You will become the happiest of people. And that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said in the hadith, that ma'ala man iqtasad. Whoever leads a life of, uh, uh, of, of moderation will never become poor. Whoever leads a life of moderation will never become poor. Because he, is, he, is not, he leads his lifestyle based on his own needs. Not on the needs of others. Or rather I should say the desires of others. Because a lot of people purchase things not because they need them, but simply because those who are around them have them. So they now need to fit into that category. And they need to compete. And they want to be ahead of the, in this material, materialistic world. That type of racing will never end. A lot of times you ask a, a young 6th grader, why do you have these $130 shoes? You don't even know how to dribble a ball properly. And the person will say, you know, it's because my classmates have it. That's it. This is, this is the mentality that is created from a, such a young age. A materialistic, competitive nature. That don't buy a nice, comfortable pair of shoes that you would enjoy. But rather buy that which others have so you can be ahead of them. They bought a $110 one last weekend, you buy $130 one this weekend. That mindset is created from a very young age. And the businesses, of course, and the capitalistic society knows how to play on our emotions. They know how to play on that. And so they, they sit there and reap, and we lose. Lose our dunya, lose our akhirah. How do we lose our akhirah? Because we spend what we don't have. We end up taking interest-bearing loans. We end up in so many problems simply because we have to leave, live up to this lifestyle. That's not our need, but it's a perception we want to show to the world. 
that this is the lifestyle I have and I'm also cool and I'm also acceptable, accepted and so forth. Rasulullah is telling us, you will never not only be rich, you will never even be happy. You want happy? You want happiness and be rich? Simply be pleased with what Allah has given us. Today, this week was a great example of greed with this whole lottery business that's taking place. I've received multiple messages from people, text messages, people coming and telling me as well that subhanAllah, now, and even the people at the cash register, are you sure you don't want to play the lottery today? No, I don't. But it's hit one billion, who cares? And I told them, I said, hey, you really think that billion is going to give happiness to someone? You really think that? The, besides the fact that the chances of winning that are, are, are subhanAllah extremely, extremely uh, small, and there's a lot of other crazy things uh, that could happen to you before you win that. But leave that. But where did this desire come in the Muslim? Besides the fact of haram, it's obviously haram playing the lottery. That's, that's besides the point. We know that. But the idea of happiness will come to me if I win money. Even though it comes from haram means. That is a weakness of aqidah. That is a weakness of aqidah. My friends, happiness, wallah al-azim, is not in money. Just like this wall cannot benefit you. When I make sujood in the mihrab and you all making sajda northeast, None of you are believing that this, you're prostrating to this wall. You know that this wall can't do anything. The Kaaba can't do anything. We're prostrating to Almighty Allah. He's asked us to face the Qibla. That's why we do so. The only one that can give us harm or benefit, the only one that can provide us is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wealth cannot provide us any happiness. Nothing absolutely nil. That yaqeen needs to change within the hearts. That if I become rich, then the life's problems will come to an end. Needless to say, if that was the case, the Muslims would never be in the situation that we are in today. Highest amount of cash reserves in the entire world are held by a Muslim country. The highest amount of GDP is in, the, in a Muslim country. 55 Muslim countries with hundreds and trillions of dollars in cash assets, not debts, cash assets. They have more on cash than others' debts. But where is the happiness? Where is the peace? Where is the contentment? Contentment peace was never promised on these things. It comes with the orders of Almighty Allah. A person who fulfills the orders of Almighty Allah, he will enjoy happiness in his little apartment, in his condo, in his one-bedroom hut. That happiness that a person who lives in a mansion can never do so. How many a times a person hears of horrible family situations when you have to be called in for counseling. Parents of kids have left them, abandoned them. Just, just the husband and wife. And now the husband and wife are about to leave each other. Leaving behind houses, I kid you not, that are bigger than this house of Allah. Where did that happiness come from? If happiness was coming with a large home, why is it like that? Because it was never promised by Allah and His Rasul. Happiness and contentment only comes with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You and I must learn this ourselves and teach our children. More does not mean nice. More does not mean happiness. No, if I want to become a physician, if I want to become an engineer, if I want to become a lawyer, I need to know and my children need to know, I need to do it to serve the deen. Not simply because whatever gives me more money at the end of the month equals happiness. Whatever gives me more money equals beautiful children. Whatever gives me more money equals healthy children. My friends, that's not true. But we are so engrossed in this capitalistic system. More is better. Materialistic system that we cannot help but think that's right. And to hear anything besides that seems so wrong. Unbelievable. That are you serious you're going to tell me that's true? Because 24-7 we are being invited to something the opposite of that. 
24-7, the media, the social media, the billboards, the magazines, the college education, wherever we go keeps on telling us that you get more dollar bills in your pocket, you get a more line of credit, you will be happy. That's it. Enjoy life by purchasing more things. Our deen has taught us, no. Simply become pleased with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. You will become the richest of people. You want to be rich? Be happy. This doesn't mean you don't work. This doesn't mean you don't get a good education. This doesn't mean you don't work hard. Sweat, work hard, no problem. But at the end of the day, know that your work doesn't bring you your risk. My efforts don't bring me my risk. My education is not what's going to pay my, bring food on the table. At the end of the day, these are all simple means. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is razzaq, dhul quwwatil mateen, who is the ultimate provider. These are simple tools I'm using. These are simple means I'm, to, I'm using. And remember the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I'll end with that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us there are two types of people. Two types of people. Man kanatil dunya hammahu, or, or rather we'll start with the first one. Man kanatil akhiratu niyatahu. The one whose goals and life and aspirations in this world is his hereafter. He wants to build a beautiful hereafter. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. But if you ask him deep down, my friend, what is the meaning of success for you and your kids? He said, it will, be, it will mean salvation and a beautiful paradise besides all the good of this world. Rasulullah said, whoever makes the intention that, Ya Allah, I want to be ahead in the hereafter. Allah will reward him with three things. Allah will reward him with three things. Number one, جَمَعَ اللَّهُ لَهُ أَمْرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of all of his affairs. His life will be in order and in fashion and nice put together. Number two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring the dunya disgraced at his feet. He'll be saying, enough, I don't want it. And the dunya will be keep on coming to his feet. Man Allah subhanahu Lastly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put wealth and richness inside his heart. He will walk out of this place, subhanAllah, after performing Jum'ah Salah as though he's the wealthiest man, the richest man, happy. Because he knows he's trying to please Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn on the switch. And he, the, switch, the switch of feeling rich, the switch of feeling fulfillment in your life will be turned on. Number one, dunya will come to, number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of your affairs. Number two, Allah will put wealth in, and richness in your heart. And number three, Allah will bring the dunya to your feet, disgraced, and you'll have as much as you want. The opposite, flip side of this, وَمَنْ كَانَتِ الدُّنْيَا هَمَّهُ And the one who's 24-7 fikr, concern, worry, anxiety, is only about a dunya, whether he misses Jum'ah, misses Isha, Fajr, no problem. As long as I get a few extra dollars at the end of the day. Three punishments. Number one, The very thing that he's running away from, which is what? Poverty. Allah will put poverty in front of his eyes like this. It'll be dangling right in front of him. And every day he wakes up, I'm going to lose money today. Every night he goes to sleep, oh my God, what's going to happen to my investments? What's going to happen to my job? Non-stop fear of poverty. Number two, Allah will make his affairs all disorganized. He will have no vision in his life. He, will know what, he doesn't know where he's headed. And lastly, He will only get that amount of money which has already been written for him before the creation of the heavens and the earth. It gave him no benefit. I ask Almighty Allah that he makes all of us and our children and our spouses from the first group of people 
who are focused on the hereafter, who, who work hard in this dunya, who will not, who will not uh, run after that which is not meant for us, and most definitely will not run after haram money that comes through lotteries, that comes through deception, deceiving, lying, fraud, signing on wrong papers, deceptive marketing methods, deceptive labeling, all sorts of things like that that is being used. May Allah Jalla Jalalu save all of us from that type of system and grant all of us risk that is filled with barakah. That is filled with, with, with halal. That is filled with the pleasure of Allah. That risk which will make your children obedient to you. That risk which will put love between you and your spouses. That risk which will inshallah ta'ala give you a beautiful, long, healthy life. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen.